welcome to another edition of Daily in the Word. I am Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we find ourselves in Genesis chapter 13. This is the story of Abraham and Lot splitting the land between them and all of their servants and flocks and everything else. I want you to begin to notice now in these storylines how chapter 13 is going to set us up for another story that comes later on in chapters 18 and 19. Pay attention to the text. Pay attention to the storylines. Remember this event that happens here in chapter 13. And as you do that, you'll get some clues from this chapter into what's going on later on in the text. Now, with that in mind, let's go ahead and read chapter 13 of the book of Genesis, beginning in verse 1. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev he went from place to place until he came to Bethel to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier, and where he had first built an altar. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land could not support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan toward Zoar was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked, and were sinning greatly against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and south, to the east and west. All the land that you see I will give to you, and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. When we last left this story, Abram and his great family and We're just coming up out of Egypt after having been blessed again. God had proven himself faithful, had protected Abram from the fear that he had that Pharaoh might 
kill him to take his wife. Even though Abram failed God in lying about his wife, God was faithful and protected him and blessed him even further. So Abram, Moses is clear to write here, had become very wealthy, verse 2. He was now very wealthy, and Lot himself had acquired much as well. So they came from Egypt to the Negev, which is in southern Israel, until he came to the place of Bethel, the place between Bethel and Ai. It's a clarification there where he had been before, and he called on the name of the Lord. And now there was a quarrel. Quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's. So they had to figure out what was going to happen. And Abram very magnanimously suggests to Lot, hey, you go one way with all of your herds and all of your possessions. You go one way, I'll go the other, and you get to decide. You would think with Abraham being the elder of the two, the one who the promise was made to by God, that he would get first choice. But instead, Abram gives Lot that decision, and Lot, instead of deferring, goes right ahead. It says that he lifted up his eyes and saw that the land of Sodom was very good, the plains that led to where Sodom and Gomorrah were. And Moses again makes the clarification, this is before Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because that was a very famous incident. And the people that Moses was writing for, the people that he was with, would have certainly just known Sodom and Gomorrah as being these two devastated places. But they did have a history, and Sodom and Gomorrah were real cities with, as it's mentioned in the text here, the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly. We don't know what that was in this context, but we'll find out again later in chapter 19. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. Again, when he lifted up his eyes and saw how beautiful the land was and how lush it was and how much easier it perhaps would have been for all of his possessions and all of his herds to be well taken care of as a result of how lush the land was, that's the one that he chose, again, giving no deference to Abram, his uncle, in making this decision. He simply thought of himself and selfishly chose the better of the two options. Now, Abram is able to be magnanimous in this way, Abram doesn't have to be selfish because he's got the promise of God with him. God had promised Abram that everything that he touched would be his. All the land that he walked across would be his. He was instructed to lift up his eyes, to look around from where you are, to the north and south, to the east and west. This is verse 14. All the land that you see, I give to you and your offspring forever. Everything that he saw, Abram knew that God was going to take care of him, so he had no problem being generous to Lot, because it would be God's word that was put on the line. 
Abram would prosper as a result of God's promise, as a result of God's word. And he believed God. So when you have faith in God, when your trust is in him, you know that he is going to provide for you. It's not hard for you then to become generous. And that's what we see here with Abram. And he continues this promise, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Abram, you're going to have this incredible family that will become this incredible nation. And Abram does not even have child one yet. He has no children at all. We were told earlier that Sarai was barren up till this point. They're already old people, and they don't have any children yet. And simply, Abram believes God, continues to believe God, continues to worship God. So Abram, verse 18, went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, which is south of Jerusalem, in between Jerusalem and the Negev, where he pitched his tent and he built an altar to the Lord. So Abram still chooses to trust God, to follow him, to worship him, to serve him. And it's amazing to see these promises that God gives to Abram. Now this story with Lot is going to come back and bite him, if you will. It's going to get him. We'll see that Lot's choices as he pitches his tents near Sodom, he gets closer and closer to Sodom until he finally goes to live in Sodom. And this choice to get closer and closer to sin and wickedness will come to cost Lot so much. And we'll see that as we get into chapter 19. Remember this story. Remember the selfishness of Lot. Remember how he's just looking for what's easiest and best for his own sake instead of considering his uncle, his elder. Let's go ahead and end there. That's the end of chapter 13, and we'll go on from there beginning next time tomorrow here on Daily in the Word. Lord, we thank you so much for how much your word communicates to us about generosity and being a people of faith and how we can trust you. And when we do that, when we follow you and we simply trust you, it allows us to hold on less tightly, more loosely to the things of this world. It allows us to become more generous and more magnanimous in our relationships with others. We don't have to claim what is ours. We can instead trust you and to follow you and to believe that you will provide. Lord, may we be like Abram in that sense, willing to be generous, willing to look to the needs of others, and we see that here with how Abram behaves in this chapter. In the previous chapter, he's nervous, he's afraid, and that leads him to lie. And now here in chapter 14, 
He is trusting you. And as a result, it changes his whole perspective on his life and his possessions. And he is able to just trust you and follow you and be generous and be kind. And we see that in his life. May we be like Abram in that sense and not like Lot, always looking out for myself, always looking out for what's mine. May that not be our mindset. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we ask this of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening here today on Daily in the Word. We hope that you are benefiting from our time together here in the book of Genesis, daily reading from the Word of God and watching how God begins to work through his word in our lives, that when we do this on a daily basis, when we're in the word of God on a daily basis, we may not see the change from day to day, but as we're faithful to do this, week after week and month after month, we begin to see God at work in our lives. It is meant to be something that we do for a lifetime, and God uses his word. He is faithful in that way. The word of God is powerful. It is life-changing when we invest our lives in the word of God, reading it, understanding it, applying it, giving thanks for it. God is faithful to use his word to change the way that we think, to change our attitudes, to change our perspective of possessions and the things of this world, to simply change our lives. I pray that this daily podcast, this daily time spent in God's Word, that you will see that difference in your life over time. So thank you for investing your time in Daily in the Word. I pray that you will also recommend it to friends and family to have them join in and to see their lives impacted as well by daily interacting with the Word of God. Well, until we see you again next time, I pray that you have a great day, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.